You're listening to a brand new podcast series if the bedroom walls had ears. It's been recorded over Zoom and has captured the important voices, hopes and dreams of the young at this time, who are often confined to their bedrooms behind a screen. Kai is turning 18 and he is no longer a she. Kai has transitioned. My fear was that I couldn't come out to my family and more so my extended family, so I was a very angry person for a good few years. I had a lot of kind of problems processing my anger because of the fear that my family could potentially not support me. Welcome to episode two. If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears would like to acknowledge the funding it has received from the Keep Well campaign, which is brought to you with thanks to Healthy Ireland, an institute of the Government of Ireland, with funding from the Healthy Ireland Fund and the Slauncha Care Fund, delivered by Pobble, administered by Leash County Council and Healthy Ireland Leash. Within the first lockdown, I just got fed up. I was, you know, kind of bored. I was stuck at home. I wasn't seeing family and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to come out. So I put a post on Facebook. I was like, my name's Malachi. I use he, him. I've been thinking about this for years. And like my biggest supporters were my grandparents, like both sides. And it was just such a good relief. And since then, I've been completely happier. I've been more myself. It's been like such a relief off my shoulders and definitely less angrier anyway. We knew so we've known for a very, very long time, but for Kai to say it out loud would have been around uh, March of last year. Kai's parents, Erica and Jason. So we've known since like 11 or 12, you know, when we first started talking about it. And, and look, it's a journey for him as well to come out and say it straight out. At the end of the day, it makes no difference. He's still my child. And so whatever way he wants to go about his life, he wants to go. So all we can do is to support his decision and make once he's happy about it, that's the main thing. The support network you have, who who is your tribe? Uh, definitely my parents, uh, both my siblings. Like, they're so supportive. And, you know, I have all my friends, like my grandparents. They're just, like, I honestly thought I'd have so much problems trying to explain to them how it worked and why it was like that. But they've been so supportive and just, I love them so much. Where you're at now at the moment, uh, you said your parents are, are right beside you. How did they react? Did they say they already knew? They, my mom said that she already had suspected it because like, you know, I was a kid who would go out and I would just get into the dirt and I would just play there for hours and it, they'd struggle to take me in backside. Like I'd come in cuts and bruises absolutely everywhere, very much kind of a tomboy. And what about the grandparents, Erica and Jason? I specifically think your dad has been one of the ones where I would have been a little bit concerned about, you know, because he's, he's, you know, an, an old army. Yeah, well, my father's in his 80s, like, so he hasn't got a bother with it. He's not, yeah. in his sleeves and he's very supportive. And Now they, you know, they're both into the same kind of things, even the age difference, like it's, it's 80 to 17. And so is going to Dublin a part of that? Is that the reason why? Do you think you'd feel freer in in Dublin yeah it's like there's a huge like LGBT community up there so it would be nice to kind of meet other people because you know I don't have many friends who are part of the LGBT community I don't know it just seems like a great scene up there who like where you can really go up and be yourself there's gay bars where you can actually go and just talk to people who could be trans 
you haven't had to face all those questions because of COVID. You're in, you're at home. So like going into a classroom with a teacher who doesn't realise you've transitioned, uh, you, you've never had to face that because they already they would already be aware of that, would they? Uh, no, I came out in school. Uh, like they'd just call me Malachi. They'd use he, him and all that. Uh, it wouldn't be down on the roll or anything. I couldn't change that. That got changed this year. Um, and the teachers, like, they just, they don't question it at all. It it was just changed with an instant. There was no questions on whether I was trans or not. But we have had, like, new teachers come in and I've had to, like, go up to them in class and be like, look, trans, it's not changed on the role. I need you to use Malachi for me and I use he, him. And, like, generally it's been like, oh, okay, right, cool. And then we've just gone on with our day and usually it all works out. And going beyond the family unit, Jason and Erica on being accepted. There is still the worry so element of even... Acceptance. The, well, other people accepting how he is because there's still that unaccepted by other pe- people out there that just don't accept it at all. And he, the fear of actually someone saying something or something happening on the street or while travelling somewhere, that, that's, that would be the fear now more so than anything. So I think telling us probably... We were supportive with it, that was fine, but now it's just getting out on... Past the family. Past the family. Yeah, like, I think the the major thing with Kai at the moment is, you know, he's he's young. I mean, he's still 17, going 18. You know, no matter what you're going through, every child goes through the acceptance of who they are, whether that be, you know, whatever gender you pick, whatever sexuality you pick. I think when we continue to build up Kai's confidence and his confidence has been knocked you know several times over the last year where you know we continue to have to build him up and teaching him the skills the way you would anybody else the skills of you know how to deal with conflict how to deal with if somebody says something that's upsetting to you how you deal with that in an adult way and we're trying to explain to him you know at the end of the day we all have fears, but we it's how we deal with them is how we get on with it and how we learn from the actual, you know, different things that are happening to us. You come across as really calm. If if somebody <laughs> called you a, a girl, like say, on purpose, you know, not, not like they, they, they did it in a way that they didn't want to accept it. How do you reply to that? Mm. Well, there are like one or two people in my year who would be like that. And the thing is, there's so much stigma about the trans person getting mad at the other person. It's like this rule that we're not allowed to get mad that other people are trying to put us down and call us girls and all that. And it's, it's so strange, but uh, I just have to like try to keep in mind, like, especially for people my age and in my year that a lot of their parents' beliefs are put on them. So I just stay calm and I just breathe through it. And I'm just like, you know what? Maybe it's not their fault. Maybe they just don't understand. I'll try explain it to them. And if they don't understand, I don't need to talk to them. Eventually, if it just continues on, I will get mad at them and I will shout at them. And I'll be like, look, stop being ignorant. You just, why? There's no need to hurt anyone. And then I'll just, just walk away because I don't see any point in, you know, like wasting time on people who are going to try put me down. And it is really hard because it will still linger in my mind that, People are out there who won't accept me. I've dealt with that within those years that I was angry. Like, I, I just 
couldn't go back to being that angry again. I mean, there was that debate that came up last year, the J.K. Rowling debate. I remember a lot of discussion, a lot of anger came out then. And maybe in a way the debate was good, I felt, because it got people to talk about it. But the whole thing with J.K. Rowling, like she she's created this amazing world, like all these different complex characters, this it's an absolutely amazing world. And I was actually only talking to my friend about this the other night on how much I love Harry Potter because I've been playing the Lego Harry Potter game. Look who's here. Ah, come to see the show. You, you foul and loathe them evil little cockroach. I'm lightning, no. He's not worth it. Oh. 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 That felt good. Not good. Brilliant. But it just hurts so much to see someone like that believe something like that. Like It's insane that someone can believe. Like I read somewhere that she believes that trans men are men, but she doesn't accept trans women. I find retracing my steps to be a wise place to begin. What the bloody hell was that all about? And it's so insane that someone can sit there and just define someone by their genitalia. And that that's just it. That's, that's what they are with them. So, like, for someone conservative to come up to me and be like, oh, have you got that, uh, the, the bottom surgery yet? Like, I would never go up to anyone and ask that. Like, I, I, I don't understand where that comes from. Or even um, the issue, like, conservatives saying that, oh, they don't belong in their bathroom. Just trying to use the bathroom, like, that, that is all that is. I think another reason is that they're not happy with themselves or they're not happy with some aspect of their life and to see someone else be that happy and be that comfortable in like, who they are and that solid identity, I think that they're nearly jealous of it and they want that but they can't have that. Or there's even that fact of internalised, like they could be trans but they just they can't come out and be themselves so they have that hatred towards other people. When you do get a dark moment, I'm sure you go to a dark place. Do you have anything that gets you out of it? I just let myself cry. I isolate myself and that's obviously the best solution to do those stuff. But I let myself cry and I just let it all out, take deep breaths afterwards. And then I might go like read a book or paint or try find some solution to the problem like having like if it's a part where like oh I feel feminine today like I, I look feminine and I don't like it I will try my best to change it and if I can't change it anymore you know like I'll avoid mirrors I'll avoid like pictures anything I can and that usually helps calm it down if it's something like a fight with a friend like I, I won't sleep until that's solved I always try resolve problem like I hate just leaving it and steeping it there and because it, it just won't do anything if you just leave it. Do you have little monkeys in your head then you know that play games? I would say it depends <laughs> on the day like but definitely like with uh, lockdown like trying to be like can't go out and see my friends like at all it's hard enough seeing them outside of school because they live so far apart so it's always that kind of nagging, like, but what if they don't actually like you? They're only friends with you because you're in school. But what if they don't actually like you? They're only friends with you because you're in school. They're only 
friends or are in school. oh look you look so feminine look oh look you look so feminine oh, look you look so feminine. Your, your cheekbones aren't masculine enough your, your, your cheekbones aren't masculine it's just like kind of small things that are continually nagging at you and you're just like oh really i just i can't deal with this today but do you not say to yourself look i'm attractive i i feel attractive today yeah some people might have seen say that's cocky or whatever but I will look in the mirror and go like you know what I look great today look 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 at that outfit you did a great job of picking out that outfit are there certain clothes that you might wear to make you feel like it would be the the boots or the hair that would help you along I don't think I would ever change my hair just look masculine I love my hair too much I love dyeing it I love having it long I love having it short putting it into my mohawk anything um my boots, I've always liked. I just like the having comfort of them, like hugging my ankle. I don't know what it is, but boots are always my go-to. I don't know if you've seen it, but I have this huge leather jacket. It's absolutely huge. It's a biker's, it's a biker's jacket, and it's just, it's just too big for me. <laughs> like on the arms, it's perfect, but on the body, it's just too big, and it covers up absolutely anything. So if I'm not trying to appear masculine and I just throw that on it'd be fine because it covers absolutely everything so I always put that one on. How do you explain stuff to Rena? She's only 12. Is she able to understand it or is it confusing for her? Rena completely understands it without a doubt they just completely understand it there was no really explaining to them it was just hey I'm trans want to be a boy and that was it and I think it came out to them like God, I came out to them before I came out to my friend in sixth class, roughly about that time. They would they would have been about seven or eight when I like told them I kind of wanted that. And one of the things that they told me was, well, I had told them that I was worried about how mom and dad were going to react. And we were sitting on the floor and they turned to me and I was like, doesn't matter. They're always going to love you for who you are. And like, I wanted to cry in that moment and anytime I think of it like I tear up and it's just like for a seven-year-old to turn around and tell you that your parents are still gonna love you it's just insane it's very much easier for Rena, all right to understand Farron at the end of the day is eight Erica talking about her other kids Rena, who's 12 and Farron you know he he still makes mis- he might make a mistake Farron is eight he's only been living with this for you know it's less than a year for him, but he's always asking questions. You know, he'll, he'll come up to me in the middle of the day and ask me something random and then would be very much happy with that answer and then go off. Like, there's no in-depth conversation. It might be just like, when is he going to get his beard? Or And you're just having those conversations and you're just like answering them very simply because he is eight at the end of the day. He had, he had to ground up with he and she and that was it. Raina's only 12 and yet... They have the confidence to stand up. And Kai would say this, probably do what Kai couldn't do when he was 12, you know, going through this, where Rena will stand up and be very proud of who they are and what they've done. Very proud of Kai and what he's achieved over the last years and that. I think if I was their age, I don't know how I would have kind of understood that or dealt with it. So it's... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of impressed with how they're dealing with it. They're living with it every day and you haven't changed. 
the person you are, yeah. the, your value system, you know, your moods <laughs> maybe have changed. Yeah. Better. But th- th- so in a way, it's good that you're in the house. You're not gone to college and you haven't transitioned while you're in Dublin. So maybe because mm-hmm. they're living with it, it's it's easier because they're going, well, I don't see any I don't see any difference. And maybe that's really healthy. Yeah. Like I've been dressing like masculine for like six years. So it's not even been like a sudden change. It's always, it's only been that change with the name and the pronouns. Cause it's, it's slowly just been altered. Like when I got my hair cut, it would went from, I think it was well past my shoulders up to this really, really short haircut. I think that was the most drastic change I did in one time. And delighted to have that haircut, actually. <laughs> but if we were allowed to see ourselves in ten years' time, where where would you like to to be? If it was like an ideal situation, so I'd be be nearly twenty eight. Uh, so I would ideally have been on testosterone for at least a few years. If it was possible, I would have had top surgery. Um, I know that they both cost a lot of money and a lot of waiting, so see how that goes um be going to college soon for my psychiatric nursing course so hoping to have a good job in that and if not that work in some form of social care with like kids maybe um hoping to have some form of a house even renting will be fine <laughs> um but yeah maybe go travel a little bit but I'm, I'm not sure like even like I've been thinking about this for months because you know friends have asked me and we've all been discussing it but it's so hard to picture myself in 10 years time. Psychiatric nursing where did that come from? Has that always been something you want to do caring is it her? No not at all uh, up until sixth class I wanted to, oh no not even sixth class maybe first year I wanted to be a teacher I, I don't know what it was, but I got this real big interest in like how the mind works and how it might affect someone and how all these things might affect someone to change them. And it was kind of then where I was just like, as a psychiatric nurse, like I'd love to be able to help people through that stuff. Um, Like even myself, like, you know, kind of struggling with a bit of mental health, like can only imagine how bad it is for them to be put into a hospital so I would love to be able to help people just get through that and then if it wasn't that then it was working with kids and you know like true fostering maybe kind of the, all that system because I know it's a really bad system and for like kids to be put through that stuff like having to be taken away from their families and you can only imagine how much they're going through not understanding what's going on I'd love to just be there for them and help them through that. If somebody's listening and they're struggling and they know they can't tell, well, not that they know, they, they feel they can't tell, especially their parents, um, if they don't feel right in their body. Mm. What, what would your advice be? For mental health, I know it's so difficult to reach out to someone, but reach out to absolutely anyone. Like... There are even pages out there on Instagram, absolutely randomers, who will let them talk to you and just sit there with you. There are helplines, which aren't entirely helpful, but they do occasionally help you through certain things. 
So for mental health, do your best to reach out to someone. I know how incredibly difficult that is to do. I've been there. I've not been able to reach out to my parents or anyone else, but just try your best to reach out to someone. And if it's for the trans stuff, if you have unaccepting parents, there are a whole community out there who is willing to take you in, willing to be parents, willing to be brothers and sisters, willing to be aunties and uncles. You can choose your own family. If you have a family who does not accept you, you can choose in your own family. Like, it's hard to start off with, especially if you're in your rural area. There are a few, like, kind of small uh, Instagram accounts that are usually there. If you go onto Facebook and um, put in Youth Work Ireland, they have a few kind of clubs scattered throughout, like Ireland. There's one here in Port Leash. I'm sure they're still going. Um, Dublin has amazing kind of LGBT community. They'll wear badges. If you're confident enough, you can go up, talk to them. People in Dublin are so, so nice. Um, You're lucky in a way that you have parents who really support you. Mm. That You'd imagine there's plenty out there who don't have that support. I can't imagine what they're going through, so I can't give them proper advice and how to deal with that just even trying to reach out like if you have friends who you know are accepting just go to them I'm sure they'll be able to help if you're able to go to Dublin like I've met so many people in Dublin just randomly striking up conversations even asking them can I take a picture of them because I like photography I don't know when like my experience in Dublin you meet so many people who will not care who you are they won't care how you're dressed they won't care about your identity and not in a bad way just they'll accept you for whoever you are so that's I suppose my best advice just try reach out to people even though it's hard a special thanks to Kai for opening up about his story especially for this series and to his parents Erica and Jason even though I've known for such a long time when you turn around and say, okay, we're not going to be calling them Kayla anymore. We're not going to be going through this. We have photographs. So we've actually had to ask Kai at the end of the day, what you want to do with these photographs? Now, Kai is very open with us and he's like, keep them. They're, they're my baby photographs. You know, I enjoy looking at them. I enjoy looking at the person who I was to who I am now, which is the same as any kid growing up. You know, the only difference that you're going through is a transgender change it's, it's the gender change and that's the only difference they're the same people you have a child because you want to have a child it's your responsibility to raise the child care for the child and love the child so it doesn't make a difference what, what way they turn out they're supposed to love them and look after them so once they're happy that's all you should be really considered, concerned about like, that's the main thing I think for me I have an outstanding proudness of Kai it's not just about being brave, but it's about being the utmost bravest person. Like, even to do this conversation with you, Anne-Marie, at a stage now, he's like, I'm comfortable. I am comfortable who I am, you know, and that's a proudness that I hold. 100% the parents, if they're not supportive... It's difficult. The, the, the child's going to struggle. Any child, any person is going to struggle to, to do whatever they want to do in life, no matter whether you're coming out or doing anything. If your parents aren't supportive, it's going to be so much harder. You know, what difference are your kids? You treat them with the same respect that you want to off them, you know? But you're still going to have fights because they're teenagers. (laughs) 
If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears would like to acknowledge the funding it has received from the Keep Well campaign, which is brought to you with thanks to Healthy Ireland, an institute of the Government of Ireland with funding from the Healthy Ireland Fund and the Slauncher Care Fund delivered by Pubble, administered by Leash County Council and Healthy Ireland Leash. Special thanks to Stuart Quinn for the incidental music. And by the way, if you would like to get in contact with any of the services, belongto.org is there. They support the LGBT young people in Ireland. And you can email youthworkleash, that's clive at ywleash.com or jigsaw.ie. They're all over Ireland. On the next episode, Nick O'Neill doing a PhD on our healthcare system. There's a massive problem with retention of carers and recruitment of carers because the conditions are so unattractive. So getting to the root of that would be probably the the biggest thing they could do in terms of a practical overnight measure. 